0: Um, it's that time of the year where a lot of people like either question their roles or they feel like they should be promoted or perhaps you know um are, are, are struggling with the leaders that they are reporting to and I feel that um at every stage of your career and throughout life in general, you will be challenged to lead when you're not really in charge, right? And this is the nature of um, um, of human systems, to put it that way. And learning how to do this well is what separates those who surpass their peers and go on to lead their own business units or companies from those who squander their potential as middle managers. So currently, I mean, my previous role before the role, I have right now I do do a lot of Things now don't I But I was I was a leader And I was working With a team of um, Eight project managers That looked up to me So as a leader I had to put them First all the time Whereas now In my role um, I don't necessarily Have subordinates That report to me But I have to look After many agencies Around me In order to make sure That we're focusing On the same vision um, To deliver On their objectives And also make this Big return on investment For the business That I work for Anyhow enough about me because obviously it's not about me but most of us believe that leaders are people who occupy certain roles that come with some sorts of like official authority I mean like the CEO is a leader you know the president is a leader and the quarterback is a leader even though we don't really have football here but I'd, I'd, I'd like to think maybe a striker is a leader I don't know my football skills are not that great but anyhow OB strikers are leaders I don't know but it's fine and we often believe leadership is bestowed upon someone by their role or title right? Right. Yet when we say people rise to the occasion or, or or take the lead, we are basically saying that people with no official authority sometimes go beyond what's expected of them and exercise leadership. And this is really important um, to take in. So, again, leadership then is. Is not all or or rather not at all about a role. It is actually the fact of getting a group of people to do something that is in their best interest or in the best interest of others or in the best interest of the business, whether or not you have the authority to command those people to do what you want them to do. And I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I am so glad to be joined by Sean Collard this morning to discuss how one can be a leader when they are not in charge. A very good morning to you, Sean. happy sunday funday how are you doing sir
1: that is so cool i'm very good in yourself i'm very well what was
0: it sunday funday happy sunday funday
1: good brilliant
0: right i haven't spoken to you in a very long time
1: yes it's so exciting i'm so glad when i heard it was you i thought oh this is gonna be so cool
0: it's gonna be a fantastic talk i mean you know me we could go on know me we could go on and on and on Forever. Like forever and ever. <laughs> Sean, just tell me and let's, tell us, what is your definition of a leader?
1: A leader is a person that without them, you will stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Is that, is, so, is it? Yeah, sorry. So a leader is a person mm-hmm. that without them... You would stay where you are. You
0: would stay where you are without them. Okay, that is, that is, that is a great definition. I mean, I'm not going to share mine with you, but it's fine. And, 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 <laughs> and, if, and if that's the case, then what makes a good leader and what would you say a bad leader looks like?
1: Okay, uh, Firstly, what makes a leader is a choice. It's something that you as a person choose to do. Um, as you've been saying, it's other for the moment. Or it's something that you feel that you want to motivate a people. Um, A mom's a leader because if you look at a mom with her children, those children will just stay where they are. Yeah. Where the mom will motivate them to be in a better place. Um, For me, the best leader you're ever going to have is or the ultimate leader is a servant leader. And that's a person who serves and protects Mm. for the sake of the people not for the sake of themselves. So the difference between a good and a bad leader is a good leader does it for you, a bad leader does it for themselves.
0: Absolutely.
1: Because leadership is a skill, and it's something when you've made the choice or the decision that you want to be a leader, you must now learn how to lead. And a Jesus skill.
0: Yeah, very true. And I mean, like we've all heard the saying that um, um, leaders are born or, or, or they're made. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Well, um, every leader is born, but not every person's born a leader. Mm. So a leader has to be born, else he can't live. So um, there is that thing, oh, you can be born a leader. I don't believe it at all. Mm. I think anybody can um, in some way be a leader. Um, and you don't have to be the charismatic one either. Yeah, All you need to have as a as a leader, your most um, powerful attribute is to understand that people are your most valuable asset. Mm. And without people, you're not going anywhere. So, a a leader here's a nice one for you will be judged by the quality of people they have around them. So, if you want to judge a leader, judge his people. Mm. Because you as a leader, you grow your people. So I'm only as good as the people I have around me. So if I have you in my life, you really make me look good.
0: Some leaders don't see it that way. You know, I've 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 And they're not leaders. Yeah. I mean I've worked with people that, you know, will lead you fine, yes, into growing whatever it is that you are working on and then they will take that 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 shine as if it were their own, you know, and then do not recognize the other people. And I feel like that's a bad leader. You don't want to work with someone like that and that's kinda like demotivating, right?
1: Yeah, you look, um, a good leader is a person that people follow them because they want to. Mm. So they give him permission to lead them, not because of his position. So you, you that's positional leadership. I'm the boss. I pay you a the salary. Therefore, you must listen to me. Yeah. What you want to do is you want people to follow you, and I'm giving you permission to lead me because you're doing it for my benefit. Mm. So that's very important is the intent of a person is going to tell you whether they're a good or bad leader because if you're learning skills, um, let's say like a gun. Guns don't kill people. People kill people with yeah. guns. Yeah. So a person can learn how to use a gun, uh, but what they use it for is going to determine what they like as a person. Mm. So they're either going to use it to defend people or they're going to use it to manipulate people. Very true. So I feel that if we're talking about leadership, it's it's judged by the heart and the actions of a person. So let's be fair. Um, let's say we can say Hitler was a very good leader. He wasn't a great leader. He wasn't an ultimate leader. He did everything that for his own personal gain. It had nothing to do with the country and the people that he was supposed to be serving. It was all for personal gain. So you can have a, a guy who's a good leader, but he could be leading everybody to hell. And to distraction, and the leaders use their positions. Like if you look at a positional leader, he will use his position to manipulate you there for his gain. And as you say, people are a threat to him, and everyone is there to make him look good and serve his personal agenda. Yeah, and that's very easy. I mean, how many? My my greatest leader in my life was. The lady who had the least amount of training as a leader, but the one thing she had changed my life. And what she could do, she could find value in people that you you could not see in yourself. And she would identify it, and she would make it large, and she would nurture it, and you would accept it and become it. And for me, she was the best leader I've ever had.
0: That is amazing. yeah, that is and
1: she, yeah, she identified, I really enjoy hugging people. Huh. Um, what, as as a lifestyle coach, it's a very good book. So mm. If I'm giving you a hug and you're saying you have a good day, then when I hug you, I go, okay, that's a good day hug. A, a Sunday Sunday hug. <laughs> but,
0: <hey. laughs> a happy Sunday hug. I'm going to give the guys a happy Sunday <laughs> hug when I leave here.
1: Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So then the the next time I hug you and you say you're feeling great, I'm going to use the one previously to judge whether that's less than the previous one or more. Hmm. But how it happened is I was doing a – I was serving her in her leadership within an environment that had uh, young people from all over the world, young adults and all over. And one day I walked past a guy, and his name was Chushin from South Korea, and it was his birthday, and as he walked past me, I grabbed him and I said, um, happy birthday. I gave him just a quick hug and I carried on walking. And then I got that afternoon a hand-drawn card oh, no. and written saying, Sean, I just want to say what a what a wonderful uh, pleasure it was watching you as a father figure give Kishin a hug and to see how it changed his world. Not realizing that people from South Korea didn't kind of really connect that, in that way. And it was such a mind-blowing thing for him, which she could see, because I couldn't see his reaction, as to me going into his world and hugging him and giving him value. Mm. And we, she she said that to me, and I must have been about, I think, in my about 25, 26. Mm. And I thought, what's this woman talking about, me being a father figure and the value of a hug. And then I, well, I suppose, you know, with a bit of effort, you know, well, I suppose you could see me as that. And of course, i give good hugs, you know, of course. And then eventually, it just became me. Oh, wow. And I just, I'm now, I've just turned, on the 18th, I've just turned 54 years old.
0: Happy, and happy I, birthday for then.
1: I've got to just throw that in there. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, and I hug people. I just enjoy going into people's worlds and giving them a hug to show them some value.
0: Oh man, that is so sweet. I really do love that.
1: Yeah. I really really do love that. And you were saying, I mean, she's not the CEO. She wasn't the head of the organization, but in her world, being the hero of her story, she was leading the role she had with all that she had. Mm. And I've been around really powerful leaders and I've watched and observed And she was the one that shifted my world the most.
0: That is amazing. So tell me, Sean, I mean, like you speak about these amazing leaders and I do believe you're a leader yourself. I mean, with the line of work that you do, you are grooming people and getting them into like the right shape and the right space in order for them to also lead other people. So I mean, like what you're doing is impeccable. Um, So how how, how do we lead when one is not in charge?
1: Well, it's actually quite funny because Um, I had a a course today with the guys at one of the hotels teaching them how to find their why. Mm. And one of my favorite stories, because when you have a dream, everyone thinks, oh, I've got to be the the hero of that dream. And I said, no, just be the hero of your story. So whatever your story is, be that hero. So I wouldn't – there would be a lot of pieces of my life that would be missing speaking today, to you today, if it wasn't this one lady. I'm sitting at a very important meeting. I want to get some information about what we do and if it's going to work in the future. And I'm sitting down at this guy. I've got a one-shot at this meeting with him, and I need his full attention, and he is screaming down the telephone at somebody who's done something wrong. wrong and he's spitting, and he's screaming, and I'm sitting opposite the table and I'm looking at the sun. am and this is just not going to happen. There's mm. no ways on planet Earth. And this lovely, precious old lady walks in a room in a white dust coat with this most beautifully presented tray and his, not a, his cup of tea. Oh. And she slides across the table as he's clearing and shouting. She greets me with a bit of a nod slides over the tray and this guy kind of notices that he's too busy screaming and shouting and she walks out and he grabs his cup of tea and as he's shouting at the phone he starts to sip this tea and right before my eyes with every sip he takes he just pacifies and eventually he's going okay guys i understand what you're going through let's give it one more night we'll chat again for shouting puts down the phone and looks at me and says Hi, Sean, how can I help you? Oh, wow. And I looked at this and I thought, a cup of tea. <laughs> Just a cup of tea. That's all. This lady, she was renowned for how she used to find people in a building and give them a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Mm. Um, the the HR guy who used to float around she'd come and visit and he purposely would choose a different office to see how long it would take for this woman to find him with his cup of coffee. And she would. He thought that she had some camera somewhere that could see him coming in the building. But she owned her world. Her kitchen was fantastic. It was in the right space, the right place. And she just loved what she did. Mm. And I observed this and I thought, this woman's not the leader. She's not. Mm. But this woman could influence the world. So there was a book that I read. I think it's by John Mamby and it says that it's the book called Love Works. And the whole book is about how you as an individual can lead from where you are at. And in his organization, he was the guy that did the first uh, episode of Undercover Boss, if you've ever seen it. Yeah. Um, And he talks about how he has people in different parts of, uh, let's say, the different branches. It was a family entertainment center, so like a, uh, what do you call it, Uh, like a fun, fun park all over the States. And if he wanted something done in some of the branches, he would just go to one of the secretaries because she just knew everybody's business. She knew who was getting born, who had died, who was depressed and if he wanted something implemented in the company, he would not go to the CEO because the CEO was good at operations and logistics and this woman would just be the person that knew and was connected to everybody and he would go to her and say, this is what I need to be done and as a secretary, she would implement it and in in weeks it was happening.
2: Yeah,
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah, so as people now... If you are a leader, one of your characteristics as a leader is you will perceive a need before it's needed. Yeah. So there are many times when I'm in environments environment as a leader who has the authority to lead in another arena. So I'm, let's say I'm sitting with you and you're doing your show. Because I'm a leader, I will be constantly observing you and your environment to see where I can support you as a person. Yeah. So that you can be good at what you're doing. Because part of a a leader's job is to make the people around you look good. Because if you look good, if they look good, you look good. Oh, preach, Sean, preach. (laughs) So if I'm watching you and I see there's going to be a hole or need, I'm going to approach you and say, Luke, can I assist you in X, Y, and Z? I ask permission. I'm not there to showcase you. I'm not there to show, uh, sorry, I'm there to showcase you, I'm not there to showcase myself, I'm not there to prove I'm better than you, yeah. I'm there to support you as an individual, so I will ask you by permission, I will not just jump in and ta save the day, yeah. I will say, hey Blue, the, these guys, you've just invited them into the studio, it seems they're going to be here, while well, can I organize them something to drink for you? And then you'll go, heck, Sean, I never even thought about that, or... If you feel I'm threatening you but you're going to go, oh, yeah, 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 I knew I was getting around to that, but if you don't mind, just um, help me quickly. And I will support you in your role, role as a leader. So you can really steer an organization from anywhere within that organization if you are serving needs. So if I'm the head of the marketing department and I see the CEO has a need... There's nothing stopping me from crossing over and saying, "Can I assist you in any
0: way?" That's very true, um, and I don't know if this is. I'm just thinking about it now. If this could be like a different question to the one that I just sure. asked you, because um, I asked, "How do how how does one then lead when they're not in charge?" Um, but how how do we lead from behind? I feel like they they both different questions. Or am I am I losing the plot right now?
1: No, I don't think you're losing leading the plot. I think it's a very interesting question. There is is, they'd say where people say, um, follow me, I'm right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I suppose if you are a person who's leading from behind, what would be wrong? Let's say you are more qualified as a leader, but not qualified in the role or the position. So let's say you are a PA to the So you have a lot of authority, you have a lot of influence, but you don't occupy the position to make rules Mm. or make big decisions. So I would say let's use the analogy of a blind person that needs to get somewhere and you navigate for them because you can see. So now all of a sudden you become that person
2: Mm.
1: that will steer uh, by suggestions, by experience the person who can make those decisions and in that you're supporting them. So they have the authority to make the decision, but you have the leadership experience and the expertise to assist them in making their decisions. Mm. So one of the things in leadership is you need to learn how to make decisions, and making decisions is a very lonely position to be in. But the rules of leadership is before you make a decision, you must gain as much information as you possibly can before you execute. Because you, if you make a decision based on very little information or research, you're gonna make a mistake. Mm. But if you're under pressure, you must wait until you at least have 70% and then the rest must be by gut feel. Yeah. So if I'm supporting you as a leader and I know that you have to make a decision, I will go do research for you based on what you're going to do. So let's say, you have to decide what color you're going to change the corporate logo and identity. And you're trying to make a decision between purple and green. Then what I will do is is I will go and do research on the effects of purple, the different shades of purple, color-wise, what those colors mean, and with green as well. Then I will give you the information and say, hey, when you're going to make those decisions, this is what I've learned about purple and green, understanding that getting as much information before we make a decision is important, and I put this together for you. Yeah. So now what you're doing is that person might be clueless on how to make a decision. They don't understand the 70-30 principle. And now by you going to serve them and giving them the information, they're still the leader, they still make the decision, but they do know that with your support, they are as good as what they are. Yeah. And you're not threatening them, you're not going public, and they know that without you, they wouldn't have been able to do that. get them.